2: Why is it that some houses just seem to be a doorway, or some may call a portal for spirits, far better than others? I'm not talking the haunting of the same person that's there day in and day out, but seemingly new hauntings, new spirits, or even just ways of amplifying The spirits of those who have passed on that maybe once resided in the home. Human beings or pets. When you go to another house, you don't have those feelings. You don't have that sensitivity. The sensitivity is only there in that house. And maybe it's not sensitivity, then maybe it is just the house. Maybe that house is just so strong and just so loud in terms of its spirit activity that anyone can pick pick up on it, whether they are sensitive or not. That seems to be what's going on in this next story of ours. A family filled with many spirits, day after day, year after year, being haunted by the dead. Take a listen. a few stories to share. That's why I decided to write instead of call. All of them are from back when I was in my pre to early teens, all except one of them that seemed to rematerialize around a decade later. First one I'd like to share is not my first ghostly encounter, but is less involved than the others. That's what happened while I was on a road trip with my first stepdad from California, where I was living with him that year, to Oregon, where his parents live. I was only 14 or 15 at the time, so I didn't pay much attention to what highways we were on or what towns we had gone through, so I'm not sure exactly where this happened at. We started out from 29 Palms, California, and we're going to Ashland, Oregon to go elk hunting with my grandpa. We started out in the early afternoon and drove well into the night to get there. It was just any other ordinary road trip. We only stopped for restroom breaks and gas. I napped occasionally, but not much because I guess I was anxious to see my grandparents. Sometime late that night, very shortly after we crossed the Oregon border, I noticed a house on my right. It stuck out to me. It just seemed odd. We were driving through a dense pine area, as I recall, and this house just did not seem to fit. Well, fit is not exactly the right word, because it was nestled almost perfectly into the trees. It was dark, very slightly moonlit that night, but the house was easy to see. The house itself was dark in color and had two stories, plus an attic with windows. It seemed old, but not run down. Not that kind of old. It was set back into the trees behind a perfectly cut and manicured yard that sat the house back probably about 50 years. On either side of the yard, the trees led back in a perfectly straight line behind the house and wrapped around behind it. All that kind of struck odd to me, and I'm not sure why but it was odd enough that I had stuck in my memory like a picture. There's one thing that really stood out among all this: A window on the second floor, close to the center with a candle lit in it, or maybe a lantern. It was dimly lit with a yellow glow, not like that of a light bulb. I wondered about it for a little while, and then just shrugged it off as just another house after a little while. We spent a couple days at my grandparents' house and then headed back home one evening. We went back to the same route that we took up there. I only noticed because we wound up going through that same stretch of trees. I normally would not have noticed that, but for some weird reason, this time, I knew exactly where we were. I was watching the left side northbound of the highway to see if I could see the house again. It piqued my interest. But all I could see as far as the headlights and moonlight, which is brighter this time at night, was nothing but trees all the way down the road. And for some reason, I looked to my right, the opposite side of the highway, and there it was, exactly how I had seen it several nights before. I mean exactly. From the tree lines to the distance from the road that it was south set at to the one single candlelit window in the center of the second floor. I asked my stepdad if he had seen it, but he did not notice anything. I explained the whole thing to him, and he told me that he had not noticed any of that. He's not trying to be dismissive or anything. He just did not notice it. The rest of what I wanted to share with y'all happened at a house I grew up in, in a small town about an hour northeast of Abilene, Texas. My first stepdad was in the Marines and we moved around. Him and my mom discussed her and us kids moving somewhere permanently instead of moving all around the time. And they tossed around whether to live near his parents in Oregon or in Texas. They ultimately decided on Texas. This house was a decent-sized house with a long hallway down the center that ran parallel to the street that we lived on and led straight out to the garage next to the house. If you entered from the front door, there was a small foyer and then the kitchen on the right. The hallway started there. They did a 90-degree turn left after the kitchen and went out the side door. After the kitchen, before the left turn, there was a small half-bathroom which always spooked me for some reason. I still don't know why. It was a straight shot from that bathroom doorway to the side entrance door. As you walked the hall, on your right there was a living room door with a straight shot to the back door, then a bedroom on the left, then a full bathroom on the right, and two more bedrooms directly across from each other at the end. All the windows in the house were the older style wood-framed windows with the metal counterweight and the wall to help lift them. And on every wall in every bedroom, there were two of these windows evenly spaced apart, somewhere between 12 to 18 inches. If you stepped out to the side door, the garage was around 15 feet from the house, with a doorway even to the side door of the house. There's was one of those small windows on that side of the garage, tall but narrow, across the last bedroom on the left. It was a two-car garage. If you were to walk in the door from the house, the main garage door was to your left and the back wall to your right. We had a washer, dryer, deep freezer, and shelving. My very first ghostly encounter was... When I called the white lady, me and my stepbrother were sitting on our beds talking. The heads of our beds were pretty much under the windows that looked out towards the garage. My stepbrother was sitting close to the window on his bed across from me as I sat on mine facing towards him. Then during our conversation, I saw a lady walk past the window behind him, but not past the partition between the windows. I quickly hopped up, not taking my eyes off the window or even blinking. And told him to turn around and look out the other window while he looked out that one. Neither of us saw anything and she was gone. He asked what was going on and I told him. I saw a lady, tall and slender, dressed completely in white, very white. I did not see any facial features. Her dress had a hood and the side of it covered her face enough to hide it, but I could tell it was a lady. We both sat there kind of stunned but not scared. We're a few minutes watching the window, and then just went on with our day. That's all I saw of her. I did not think much of her after that. Then one day, while my stepdad was home and his parents were visiting, we were hanging out in the garage. I was sitting on the deep freeze, and he was leaning against it just to my left. If I remember correctly, my grandpa was across from us in a chair. There were others out there, but I don't remember those details too well. Anyway, my stepdad was talking, and it's mid-sentence, and he just stopped kind of looked at him, waiting for him to at least finish his sentence, but he did not. He just stood there. I noticed the hairs on his neck and arms were standing up, and he was looking at that window that's across from the bedroom. I leaned over and said, You saw her, didn't you? And he nodded, and slowly regained his composure. Those are the only two times I know of the white lady in that house, although there were one or two other times that we mentioned we could... I've been just made up for that person to fit in, if you know what I mean. Another ghost in the house was inadvertently brought to my attention. I never personally had any dealings with this one, only wound up indirectly involved. One Saturday morning, exceedingly early, I woke up and could not go back to sleep. So I decided I'd go to the living room and watch cartoons on TV. It didn't register to me that my uncle, let's call him Chuck for this story, was sleeping on the couch just inside the living room doorway. Well, it did not register to me until I walked in the living room and heard a click as soon as I was in the front of the couch. After my eyes focused, I saw that my uncle was pointing his gun at me. Yeah, still can't figure out what good that would have done him. But I said, Chuck, what the hell are you doing? He relaxed, set the gun down and told me why he was awake with a gun. The night before, while he was sleeping on the couch, he heard a noise like a chair scooting on the floor. My mom had a desk across from the couch next to the back door. When he opened his eyes, he saw an old man sitting in the chair that was previously under the desk. Sitting with its back to the door next to the desk, the old man was just sitting in that chair staring at Chuck. Just staring. Chuck described the old man to me. He described my grandpa, my stepdad's dad, but my grandpa was still alive then and had not passed for many years after. I'm 100% sure he was telling the truth and I'm 100% sure he described my grandpa also. I still cannot figure out who he saw or why he saw him or why the old man was sitting there staring at him late that night. I never heard about the old man after that from him or anyone else. The ghost stories don't stop there though. My next one is of a dog of ours that we named Dog One night we had gone out to eat. We came back. Us kids noticed the dog lying behind our garage. He looked malnourished and if I remember correctly, had some broken bones, but was nice and lovable to us kids. So we let him come in the house and we fed him and nursed him back to health. He did not get along with our other dogs in the backyard. So we had to keep him in the house and just let him out when he needed to take care of business. After a few weeks, a guy showed up and convinced my parents that he was the dog's owner and took him away. The next night, Dog came back, all scrapped up, so we let him in and cleaned him up. My parents took him to the vet to make sure he was overall okay. The vet recognized the dog and told them about the owner. Dog was better off with us. The next day, that man came back wanting his dog back. He said he jumped through a closed window, and it's why he was all cut up. My parents and Dog convinced the man that Dog was staying with us. We had Dog for a while after that until he passed away of kidney failure. The vet thought that was strange because Dog was healthy. We were all sad for a while. We buried him one night. I cannot remember if it was the night after we buried him, but very shortly after we buried him, my sister and brothers said they felt him lay at the foot of their beds as if he was there where he would sleep with them when he was alive. I don't recall him lying on my bed that night, but I was okay with that. I think that was his way of saying goodbye to us. We all felt better after talking about that the next morning and felt happier. I have one more occurrence to share, but I'll save that for later as I need to go to sleep. I'm an over-the-road driver now and accidentally stumbled across your podcast through an audiobook I recently bought and listened while driving. I just subscribed to your YouTube channel tonight and started listening to you there. That's how I found your website and can share my stories with you. Thanks for being someone to share with. Hope you all keep going for many years. Sincerely, Shane online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.
0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus.
2: Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh,
3: oh, oh, O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.